all the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift and because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things. Hi friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to All the Good Things podcast. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm your other host, Esme. And today we are super excited to bring you another episode of Little Things. So before we get into that, take a moment to think of one good little thing happening in your life. Esme, do you want to go first? I do, and I have such a good little thing. I uh, recently took a small trip to San Diego with my boyfriend Joey, and it was absolutely fantastic. We found this incredible Airbnb It was the pool house of this beautiful million-dollar piece of property. Oh, man. We had a whole massive backyard and hot tub and pool to ourselves for a very affordable price. We saw the sunset, and we just spent a lot of quality time with each other. So it it was awesome. And it was his birthday. So happy birthday, Joey. Happy birthday. That sounds so (laughs) magical and I'm so glad you got to have that on Valentine's Day weekend and for yeah, his birthday. Yeah, and his birthday. And I also got to see my um, uncle and cousins who live down there. We went out for lunch, and it was just awesome because I haven't seen them in a year or two. So it was so good all around. So good. I love that. What about you, girl? My good thing, as you know, is still my puppy, Maverick. Maverick, 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 ooh, ooh, Maverick. He's so he cute. He's literally just taken Ollie and I's life by storm and I actually am impressed with how fast he's learning like he's getting potty trained already and he's just being such a good boy he's just currently laying by my butt in a little sploot position with his hips all open and it's so adorable (laughs) splooting is the cutest dog position so actually I think when they sleep in a ball is the cutest when they make a donut shape yes um, but yeah, isn't, isn't Maverick part Golden Doodle? And those are really intelligent dogs. He's actually, yeah, part Sheepdog, English Sheepdog. And like the one who in Ariel, you know, yeah. Ariel, yeah, the fluffy that guy. dog, the shaggy one. And then he's also part Poodle. Okay. So, so. though it's still got the intelligence in the family. Yes, we will soon absolutely. know what my dog Bear is. Bear's birthday is coming up, and I did a DNA test so I can finally pinpoint all of the weirdness and cuteness, and as soon as I find out, I will absolutely be sharing on this podcast. I love that we call him a Chiweenie, though. He, yeah, there's a good <laughs> chance. There's a good chance he's Chihuahua Wiener Dog. I, on the record, think he's a Corgi Minpin, but we will see. Okay. We will see. We will see. To be determined. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys love all our dog talks as much as we do. I think that's like a new theme for us at this moment in time. But our little things are going to share other wonderful things happening outside of us. So Esme's going to go first. Yes. My first little story for you today has to do with the whole GameStop trading fiasco. So it happened a little while back. If you're not familiar with stocks like myself, Long story short, poor people did what rich people do, and rich people got mad 
because they lost a lot of money. That's my understanding. I love the way you explained it. That's so true. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened, right? Yes. And uh, you can go research the terminology, but I'm going to share one good thing that came from this. And this um, I found on today.com. His name is Hunter Khan. And I also got some of this information from his Instagram at hcon3. So he was one of the poor people that made a lot of money. So he's now $30,000 richer because of the game stock trading that happened. So he came into a massive load of money. And this is what he wrote. I think it's important that myself and others pay forward our good fortune. These events have highlighted a lot of corruption, and with this transfer of power, it's important that we don't become men in suits ourselves. Mm. So he decided to use some of his good fortune and purchase a bunch of Nintendo Switches for the Children's Hospital in Minnesota, and he also bought games to go with them. That's so awesome. And uh, that's the good thing. It's a little good story. It's short. It's sweet. And um, I'm happy about it because it takes place in my homeland of Minnesota. And I just love how he said it, you know. It was, yeah. It's just so simple. When you come into good fortune, recognize that you have the capacity to bring that fortune into the lives of other people too. And it's also wonderful to see that act of kindness that he's willing to give to others, even when he himself was feeling very lucky and fortunate just to be getting that amount of money from his stocks. So we appreciate you, Hunter. That's super nice. All right. Hit me with a good story, Melissa. I'm ready. Okay. Jesus. Let me get my English together for a second. <laughs> My first little thing is about Nike. And as many of you know, Nike is a huge leading brand in the activewear industry. And to be honest, I really, really love Nike, but I know some people who are more Adidas, all power to you. But I think this story may just sway you to become a Nike fan. And it all started with a young boy named Matthew Walzer, who was born with cerebral palsy which means he has limited mobility in his hands and other joints in his body. And he's become a teenager now, and he said the one issue that he's faced is he can get ready for school, he can wear his own clothes, he can study his own homework, all that sort of thing, but the one issue he still has is he can't tie his shoes, and he needs help with that. And he feels a little bit humiliated still having to ask his parents to tie his shoes for him. When he realized that there was nothing out there that helped him with this problem, he wrote to Nike, which is his favorite shoe brand, and asked them if they would make a shoe for people like him who have disabilities. So Nike got this letter. They read it. They totally understood that there was a lack of shoes for people with disabilities like Matthew, and they wanted to accommodate this because guess what? A study showed that... There are as many as 1 billion people worldwide who experience some form of disability, which equates to 15% of the world's population. Dang. So Nike has decided to accommodate these people, and they released the very first hands-free shoe. And 
basically you use your foot <laughs> to step on the heel and it kind of clasps it open and you can slide your foot in like a slipper and That's then so cool. lift it up with your other foot to snap it in place. So I'm so excited for Nike to be more inclusive, more innovative and accommodating to those who need it. And everyone, if you don't know about the shoe, spread it to the people who might benefit from it. I was uh, giggling when you said hands-free shoe because I recently watched the advertisement for hands-free driving that um, <laughs> was during the Super Bowl commercials. And it's like Edward Scissorhands' son <sighs> just struggling with all of these life things. And then the end is him driving in a fancy hands-free car. So I was just imagining that same ad, but with the, the fancy yes, hands-free absolutely. shoes. absolutely. Anyways, that's amazing, and I think it's so important that we take into consideration how differently abled people um, face challenges that we don't often face day to day. And um, I know we've said this before, but being physically disabled doesn't mean you're any less of a person than everybody else. Sometimes we need help with our physical body. Sometimes we need help with our mental health. Sometimes we need help with our spiritual health. Sometimes we need help with our emotional health. We all need help in a certain place and it doesn't make you any different. So it's just differently abled, not disabled. And uh, I love that Nike is, is doing that. Good job, yes. Nike. Whoop, whoop. All right, my next little story is not quite as wholesome, but it is very much ridiculous and entertaining and fantastic. <laughs> and I'm getting most of this information from TikTok and food52.com. And it is about a viral pasta recipe that went so viral that it actually caused a shortage in feta across all of finland i totally made this recipe by the way have you made it yes was it delicious oh my god yes okay so let me tell you let me tell you about this recipe (laughs) it recently blew up on tiktok as just a super simple pasta recipe that you can make and put into the oven and it basically is feta cherry tomatoes and chilies in the oven tossed with fresh pasta and um, the chilies is a very important distinction, my friends, because the TikTok recipe is missing the chilies. And this recipe actually began in 2019 on Instagram from an account called Limesa with two S's. And it's um, the pasta is called Unifeta pasta. U with the two dots above it, U. N-I-F-E-T-A, pasta, which basically means like oven-baked feta pasta. And uh, (laughs) it went viral on Instagram first, like years ago. And now it's revamping and it's viral love in TikTok. But back in 2019, when it had its first surge of support, it got so popular in Finland that you couldn't find feta in the grocery stores. There was a national feta shortage because so many people we're making this pasta. It increased feta sales by 300% and has developed such a loyal and loving following that February 4th is now officially dubbed International Unifeta Pasta Day. Oh my gosh. And that's my story. So if you've seen it, there's some extra information for you. And uh, definitely 
go check it out. It sounds delicious. I have yet to make it, but it is totally up my alley in things I would love to consume. Lots of cheese and lots of carbs. Yes. <laughs> it's delicious. I did try it, and I honestly will try anything that looks easy, and it is easy. So go do it before all the feta is missing from the United States as well. <laughs> um, my next good thing is actually highlighting the world of outdoor fitness because as you guys know COVID closed a lot of gyms it closed a lot of studios and there's a lot of personal trainers who actually have not come back from it yet but it has reshaped the way our community exercises and has incorporated something that I love so much which is the great outdoors and a company in particular that the I want outdoors. to highlight. <laughs> I know. Made it sound super, super wildernessy. <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> and a company that I want to highlight is one that I'm actually working for. And they're called Dominate. And they're based in Santa Monica. And recently they were just featured in the Santa Monica Daily Press for being super innovative and cutting edge in leading outdoor fitness in Santa Monica on the west side and what I love about them is that their mission has always been to really highlight community but during this time the importance that community plays towards our mental health as well as our physical health involving exercise involving fun involving coming together towards working to be better together and they are they are blowing up in a massive way and becoming super popular and so many other gyms are being innovative like this by taking their classes to parking lots core power yoga has added hey, like Melissa, quick question yeah are they are they dominating they are dominating <laughs> you may even find a dama mate at this class <laughs> Stop. Or Dama date. So we had like Dama a date. special, yeah, we had a special Valentine's Day theme class where people wore uh, a different color based on if they were taken single or if it's complicated. And some of our students reported getting dates out of that class. So hey. yay. So community is at the forefront. We are your new social event. And I love to see that for the fitness industries. I love to see that we are changing the way that we shape our health go take melissa's class if you're in los angeles dominate if you want to look it up it's spelled d m n and then the number eight and uh yeah that is such a wonderful silver lining about all of this uh craziness of the past year is that it's really highlighted that health comes first and i think as yoga instructors and you know people who are in the health and fitness industry we've been very aware of that for a long time but now a lot of other people are too and it's really exciting for people to prioritize their physical well-being as well as their mental well-being through this time yes totally a hundred percent speaking of physical health and the coronavirus pandemic my next good story is a very 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 funny event that happened in this past year so let me tell you about it this story is about leah holland and i found it on buzzfeed one of my favorite <laughs> favorite things to read before i go to bed it's just there's a lot of wholesome silly content on buzzfeed so shout mm -hmm. out to buzzfeed thank you for existing and leah 
a few years back, I want to say three, two years ago, was just having an affirmation sesh with her really close friend. And they were just going back and forth, hyping each other up as best friends tend to do. And her friend told her that one of the things she loved the most about Leah was that she courageously and radically refuses to wear a mask. And Leah supported that. She said, yeah, I absolutely am the type of person who believes that it's pointless to pretend you're something that you're not. So it's just about, you know, being who you are, not feeling like you have to hide your true self and showing up fully as yourself everywhere. You know, not wearing this mask because you're at work or this mask because you're with this group of friends, just always being who you are. And she's wanted to get it tattooed for a very long time so she decided to commit to getting this tattooed on her body the phrase courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask and she did it she got it tattooed on march 4th 2020 and two days later kentucky which is where she lives reported its first case of the covid virus so as you can tell, it is a hilariously oh. poorly aged thing to have tattooed on your body. And she's had to explain to so many people that see it that she is not an anti-mask person. She fully believes in the science of wearing a mask. And she actually had to wear like sweaters for most of the summer because she just didn't want people to see it and think that she was encouraging people to not wear a mask during a national <laughs> pandemic. Um, so now, now it's just a really, really funny story that she laughs about. And she recently went viral for sharing it on TikTok in a thread about the worst tattoos you've ever gotten. But she still loves it. And the meaning that it has to her is still absolutely true and profound and special. And Where that's did she her get story. This tattooed on her body, uh, her forearm. Oh, so like so, right yeah. below her elbow on the inside. Yeah. Oh my goodness, mm -hmm. that's crazy. I'm glad TikTok existed for the reason of purely bringing all of this to our attention because so funny. it's not every day that we'd get to know what someone tattooed on their body in Kentucky. <laughs> one of the one of the comments on the TikTok was so funny too. It just said. Honey, this didn't just age bad. It curdled like milk left out in the sun. <laughs> and I was just like, Aww. all right, truths. Truths. That's a funny one. I'm glad you shared that. Now we know. Now we know. <laughs> Who could have predicted this? Anyway, this last little good story is from Good News Network. And it's about the amazing work Jared Isaacman is doing with SpaceX. So if you guys hadn't heard, SpaceX announced plans for the world's first all-civilian mission to space. And it's being led by a four-person team. And at the helm of that team is Jared Isaacman, who is personally doing this mission to raise money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And Jared is giving $100 million of his own money to St. Jude and also offering two seats 
to ride on Inspiration4, which will be the name of the ship going to space. And those seats are up for grabs. You can either enter into a competition to win a chance to fly on SpaceX, or you can also donate a certain amount of money and you win another seat. So there's two options. One can be purely from draw. The other one is how much you contribute. And this was targeted for late 2021. Inspiration4 is drawing recognition for the four-person crew that is leading the mission and also their desire to inspire people to support St. Jude's Children's Hospital and the initiative to go to space. So soon, this year, we will see SpaceX Inspiration4 launch itself into the stratosphere. Space is so cool. I love space. Oh my gosh. I could talk about space for days. That is so sweet. Uh-huh. So maybe you got to enter in this competition, Esme. Girl, I will definitely donate to St. Jude for a chance to go to space. I know. Are you kidding? Two seats up for grabs, friends. <laughs> I would absolutely get so motion sick and puke, but I don't care. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it. Absolutely. Wor- exactly. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode of Short Good Little Things. If you enjoyed this episode and it made you smile or made your heart warm, please text it to a friend, share it with them, or you can also support us by uploading it to your Instagram stories from Spotify. That would mean so much to us. We are also on Patreon if you wish to support us in that way, and we will see you guys again next week with another episode of Good Things Full Edition. See you next time. Bye. All the good things. We got all the good things. A story to uplift and moments of bliss to remind us all that life is a gift. And because we truly care, all the good things we share. All the good things.